What do you get when you talk to a Dell Technologies advisor? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You get someone who understands there's an art to listening. Mm -hmm. sure. Who's able to hear more than what's being said and can provide tailored mm -hmm. small business solutions that make you feel okay. truly heard. I understand. Let's get started. For advice on everything from laptops to the cloud and solutions powered by Intel vPro platform, call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Nina and you are listening to Talk CXO Life. And we have with us the swift, agile, and moderately risk covers. Well, he's an injuro. Sanjeev Mantri, Executive Director, ICICI Lombard. Sanjeev is a seasoned banker, spearheading the marketing initiatives of the retail division at the largest private general insurance company and is credited with the very many innovative solutions and strategies introduced, especially in the SME and also the rural banking markets over his two decade plus experience in the BFSI sector and with the ICICI group. He is equally known for his obsessive penchant for running and playing tennis in spite of the very many injuries that consistently plague this sports freak who loves to be on the go, can laugh and cry easily and whose mercurial wit had me in splits as he conversed about his lively, simple and bit of a notorious childhood spent just on the outskirts of the ancient city Ujjain his move to Mumbai, how he loves to run and talk, how his biggest worries often revolve around choosing between running and tennis the next morning, and his firm belief that he's part of a larger design than being its creator. I particularly enjoyed listening to the funny anecdotes about his childhood, especially about his relationship with his mother, who, as he puts it, had to be within his diameter. Once this boy in the middle, well, they are three siblings, was home. An interesting point which stayed with me was when Sanjeev revealed how he bettered his time at half marathons when he targeted the full marathon and how that taught him that setting a substantially higher benchmark can often help one achieve the next step faster if that next or immediate goal or step eludes you. Equally interesting is his journey with tennis, which he took up at 31 years, but played it with the spirit of an elite player since day one, never quitting, even when the losses and injuries kept stacking up. Enough said, I think. Now, let's sprint away. Hi, Sanjeev. Welcome to Toxie Exo Life. We are delighted to have you. Thank you. My pleasure. So Sanjeev, apart from the role that you play as a business leader with ICICI Lombard, you've been also equally associated with your love for running and even tennis. How do you say that these associations have come together to define you? I think for me, sports has been a way of life, honestly. Running came in as a midlife crisis, I think. I didn't really think deep into say, why will I get running and how. It's become a way of life now, honestly. There's so much of my life that revolves around this as an activity, but I was always a keen sportsman. I felt in particularly, what I like about sports and activities that you can keep losing every other day, probably, you know, but still you are not a loser. You come back next day and again you get on with it. In many ways, that's what mirrors you in life, right? You will obviously have your own highs, you'll obviously have your own lows. Nothing's permanent, you know. But I had a very good example told by someone that each one of us will have a golden lap in life, right? There'll come a time and whatever you touch will become gold and will be, everything will go right for you. Probably, uh, I also lived my life, maybe I'm also living that golden lap where I'm able to do things, uh, make an impact in whatever little circle that I have and at the same time get an opportunity to be doing these activities. So uh, in many ways, yes, I'm living a dream uh, or I don't think about it on a day-to-day -day basis. But if I put things in perspective, many of us can cross that golden lap without even realizing it. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of uh, wonder as to why things are going wrong. And that lap can last for a year, can last for a day, can last for years together. Mm -hmm. So so it, it depends on what sort of a destiny we have come with. My destiny was to be always keen on sports. So here I am doing it and I I think it calms you down. There are some, uh, the, the most significant 
uh, maybe milestones in your life, personally and professionally, which perhaps took you through these, made you strike these kind of associations that you have with yourself. What would those be? Of course, coming to Mumbai was a one turning point, I think. Uh, I was from a small city called Ujjain and uh, when my dad took a job in Mumbai and mm-hmm. I didn't want to come to Mumbai, I was the first one who was try- who tried saying that let's live in Ujjain because everything lived in control. Uh, that also probably connects with the fact that I didn't want to move out of my comfort zone. Patiently, he said, okay, fine, I will live there. He left mom with us in Ujjain and used to probably hop into Ujjain, you know, on, uh, on a weekend and stuff like that. But uh, after, I think, a month or two, he said, I can't live my life like this. I need, I don't know what you want to do, but I'll take your mom along with me. And then we said, you know, <laughs> there was no way I could have lived without my mom. Another turning point was, you know, getting accepted in Mumbai and uh, making it to Sydney College, probably or other, because it exposed me to a very different kind of life. In those days, that college was among the best yes, that was available in, uh, in India. So... Uh, that probably also taught me how to speak in English because uh, till that time I was very comfortable with our mother tongue and uh, the excessive exposure that you get there probably helped me. Also came to realize how people plan their career. I was not a very career-oriented person. I was very easygoing. Uh, I wasn't too bothered. I wanted to be independent. That that much I'm, my younger, if I have to remember of my earlier days, I wanted to be financially independent. I wasn't comfortable depending on my... Because Sydney was a key turning point. Uh, there are a lot of failures that happen in the whole process in terms of where I am uh, as an individual now. But these two were big ones. And then probably qualifying and getting a job. Whoever gave me the first job uh, was a turning point because that's where my working career started. Uh, but I didn't choose any of my sector. I didn't choose any of my job. Those lines or those jobs selected me mm-hmm. to be part of their team. So I didn't want to be a banker. I, I just wanted a job which will get me rolling and I was very comfortable with uh, my area which was finance and accounts. Uh, so it will be unfair to say that I was smart enough to chart out my plan. I was given those opportunities and probably I was uh, right place at the right time in terms of saying, Chalo, let's take this and see what happens. So that's where it is. And what about your childhood? I mean, you wrote, mm-hmm. But how do you recall it? And uh, were there certain... Um, joys or something. You said cricket was one. I think childhood was, I think, absolute fun. I mean, uh, a very nice uh, middle-class existence in a colony life outside Ujjain, actually. It was not even Ujjain. And we were like, uh, we had two siblings. I mean, one elder brother and one younger sister. Clearly, uh, I think I was not a comfortable child to live with. I think the middle ones, poor things, always. I always, always. You said it. I think there there is a a sense of, we get a raw deal. Actually, I was born on Dhanteras. My mom was expecting a girl. girl. She was very depressed. I think I spoiled her Diwali. So everyone was at home celebrating Diwali while she was in the hospital. And on top of it, the wrong gender had come out, which is a male instead of a female. And because of that, she had to go for a third one. Uh, and I still keep telling her that would be a girl And she said, we would have gone to Himalayas, leaving three of you to live on your own self because I could not have lived with uh, the guy. So my entry was to that extent not a welcoming one. Uh, tough start. And I think for some years, that was the reason. Maybe I was part of the <laughs> bit of uh, violence. No, I think uh, in hindsight, uh, that helped me actually. Uh, I think that shaped me in many ways. I had very little sense of hygiene probably as a kid. I remember, you know, there should be the half bed sheet and there'll be a bed cover which will cover half mm-hmm. of the bed. The other half will be the actual bed sheet on which you sleep. So normally you're supposed to keep your feet when you're sitting on the bed, on the bed cover mm-hmm. and you can sit on this. But I will always sit the other way where I'll sit on the bed cover. And, so I, and I remember that my mom will come and just give me one tight mm-hmm. one and say, why don't you... And today all of those things haunt me because I'm the one who's got an OCD. I want to put everything here, there. And you know, I'll keep... I, even if my room, my chair is a bit in angle, I will go and make it see that. I was talking about getting injured. You know, most of us will go back injured and probably the family parents will say, why don't you uh, take rest? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? I used to always get back for getting injured because I used to get injured all the time. So uh, this element of toughness, whatever that means, has come in. Uh, I think I'm a lot more like my mom. Well, I want to copy my dad. I, I think to... it happens that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so there is... Uh, I remember calling him once when I got promoted and I had some good uh, things uh, and I was very excited. So I called and I told her uh, that you know, I got promoted and all. So my mom made a very telling statement I stayed with me. I said, you know, we will love to see you excited even if you would have got nothing. So, so that kind of stayed with me. She can still pull me down wherever required. She calls me in office hours. She doesn't like I disconnecting the call. And she mm-hmm. says, the officer will give you know, That's the way she says it. She says, when I say I'll disconnect, you will keep the phone down. So there is a fair amount of 
a lot of she's got very good humor and it's been a happy chat with her. So, sound like you I think your sense of humor and those matches I think. I think it matches you. I don't know how you got that but you're fairly right. She she's she's right there. So she would be very very supporting. I think uh, I could live with anybody not being present but if I entered home mm-hmm. she had to be in my diamond. So any joys that you had in childhood that did you have an inclination towards something apart or was it just sports? I think I was a good sportsman uh, and uh, So what else would you play? That time I play everything. whatever access to uh, i would play everything everything you don't know I mean, you can start from carrom green uh, football uh, long tennis was in there cricket table tennis badminton skating i mean you name it and i would be in that sports and uh, I, i i think i was decent on the hand to hand eye coordination so i would be good in racket sports so the more of training the kids get in my own house uh, i told my dad once that uh, i wish you had put me on a training course i would have been such a good sportsman uh, <laughs> you didn't invest in me he said you never showed any talent to us we could never figure out that you were good in anything so don't complain about the fact that we didn't invest in you because you were just not a prodigy whom we thought was worth investing in so it's a tough part uh, but but that being uh, i would have loved to get coached that someone would have, all all of my stuff was self taught practically i mean uh, there's never ever a coach who came in my life my sports teacher in my school only knew how to shout there is no memory of anyone trying to teach any technique and also there are a lot of flaws in a lot of things i do as a sportsman but the sum total of it is still at least i am game for it you sacrifice your sleep that's the only thing you really love to sacrifice your sleep for is it I can easily sacrifice. That's, that's the biggest grouse uh, my wife has that I can compromise my, on my sleep, and so I know the importance of it. It's not that I don't know it, but and that's the argument we have every time. Uh, I'm hitting the bed. What time you're getting up? And I'll say, so I've, I've, I've got a bit better now, but I'm very, I was very comfortable compromising on sleep. But now I think when I stand in life, I need to balance that out. Yeah, Nikhil Nate wouldn't like it actually. He would do uh, good, so, good, nice yes, lecture on yeah, sleep. Yeah, <laughs> So I tell you what, when Nikhil starts cheating on my body, uh, invariably uh, in his cabin I have slept. He takes a half an hour of this, and I'll I'll go and say you're sleep deprived, man. Don't yeah. sleep. That he is so conscious about your sleeping pattern, mm-hmm. and I think there's because a lot of healing actually technically technically. Yeah, he said that's the most basic thing. Basic and, thing on which cheating yeah. takes place. You sleep well, the body will repair. Three four hours may not work for me also, but I'm I, I can compromise for this. There's no question on that, and I. But I want to change it also. I will go and record again because I'll definitely make my wife hear it. <laughs> okay, now how did you begin this whole thing of running? I think Mumbai Marathon got it started. Right. The first year itself. The first, first year, first year, first. Year, I think I've been part of every edition except for the one which happened a couple of years back when I was seriously injured, so I just could not participate. Uh, in in many ways, become a way of identity for me. Right. I mean, in the sense, people introduce me as a runner more than they introduce me as a banker or an insurance person. I was going to so, say that. So it's so wired. It, it, it's, your... it's so wired, and uh, I still remember two years back when I didn't do that run. Uh, so it was it was terrible because I kept getting messages saying all the best, all the best. Oh, so for the first few, I replied saying, "No, I'm not running. I'm injured." Then the sympathy will come. Actually, you don't want any sympathy. You okay. care. I mean, I'm saying leave it. I mean, it's just so I said, forget it. I'm not going to mm-hmm. tell anybody this time now that I'm not running. And I eventually, I started saying thank you to all of them. So I said, <laughs> I don't want to labor the way of saying that. But naturally, Bhagwan, so unfortunate. I don't even want. Uh, So uh, that's how it got. I got introduced by a friend, Jadeep, and Jadeep still runs once in a while. But I really got sucked into it. So it started as a midlife crisis, and now it's become a part of my normal existence. So a set of friends came in, and a big social circle I have, which revolves around nothing but running. And actually, we become some close friends. So a set of new friends whom I've got. Uh, so I had my tennis circle, now I have my running circle, I have the normal whatever you know, friends and all of that stuff. So, uh, but. As an activity, see, I mean, I didn't do another hundred meter race since I was a kid. Mm. Though I was a sportsman, mm. athletics was not part of my existence. So my body wasn't that wired about mm. the fact that a lot of others, my coaches, Prafulla Deepak, they all have been national level runners, so they've seen it all, they've done it all, so they're far more respectable. But I was too amateur. Right. But that's the beauty about running, right? You really, 
I think you start uh, walking, stroke, running before you start talking properly, right? So it's such a natural activity to a human existence that it's an effortless job. Now, of course, there's so much science and math that has got added to it in terms of calling it an evolved activity, but it is so basic. Even to play soccer, you probably have running, right. running. Even to play tennis, you need to run. Everything you want to running. You don't have to teach me running in that sense. I knew it always, uh, but how to build on it. But uh, the endurance, the workout that comes along with it, I think it helps you in your overall existence. I think I became calmer after I started running. I talk a lot when I run. But, you talk uh, a lot. I talk a lot. I talk a lot with my runners. But I'm very comfortable even running so alone. So you run in a group as well as alone? Yeah, as well as alone. You prefer yeah. running in a group? I, so I'm, I'm comfortable both ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't have a problem at all. But if I have a set of uh, friends whom I'm running with, it makes things easy. But uh, at my speed, which is not that good, I think I end up being alone several times in my runs. So <laughs> I'm okay running alone also. What about marathons? So how did you, when did you transition to that running marathon? There the credit goes to a couple of guys. One is Dr. Farad, who is a very senior doctor in Hinduja. He had moved on to, I think he ran full before year and a half. And uh, he used to keep saying, if you want to do real things, Sanjeev, you've got to move into uh, running full marathon. And mm-hmm. uh, he was almost dismissive of my half marathon attempts. And I used to run into him every other day uh, at the race course and used to keep saying this. Uh, and uh, probably some bit of ecosystem development in terms of this is the biggest challenge you can have blah 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 I said let's try doing it once but once you do it first time I think then from then there's a point of no return you just keep doing it again and again but it just happened I want to do a probably half marathon below two hours before I do a full marathon but that below two half marathon I kept trying but I just kept failing I did like 203, 202 but never go below two then I started doing full and the moment I started preparing for full, I did a half in between in Delhi, I did under two. So sometimes you know, the learning that I had that if you want to reach a particular level, set your benchmark well above that and these then probably can come in place easily. So, so your next step has to be with some purpose and you can even change it if you want to, but there has to be something you'll have to synthesize and say, okay, okay yeah, curling is. So as I said, I've, I've enjoyed the journey more than the destination. Yeah. So, so I, I always like, love preparing for it. Final run, Sometimes it works out good, sometimes it works out not so good, but all of them are equally there in my mind. So these milestones you set, is it personal or do your, does your coach or your trainer set these for you? or sort of kind of I think the whole activity is pretty personal. So it's a very inclusive activity and I don't, frankly speaking, like talking too much about it to teach one to his own self, right? right. I, I may like running, but someone likes, you know, probably singing every morning. Someone likes playing an instrument, right. someone likes uh, sleeping. to do what he likes, who am I to tell him? Uh, but in my mind, uh, I, I think I found peace with myself in mm-hmm. these activities. Okay. So I've got I've got ministers operation surgery done in both my knees. I had my shoulder broken and all of that stuff. And that's not what's happened to many of my other colleagues who are running and touch food. They're all fine. But I keep going through this procedure every now and then. So when I stopped running in between because of this, I didn't realize it. But the family in my home, my, my kids and my wife said uh, I was not I was out of my depth. You know, something was missing. I was mm-hmm. not my own self in the way they felt. Post that, I think. Uh, now she really insists that I go and do my sports activity but she says you're a lot more chirpy, you're a lot more comfortable, I don't want to have a, you know, a, grumpy, husband a grumpy husband around. You know. See these things I wouldn't know, right? Only the person around me will know that he's not feeling comfortable with himself. Uh, and just several times on the dining table in the night when I'm sitting, you know, in a contemplative mood and my wife will come and say, so you are thinking whether to go for tennis or for running, you know. <laughs> Oh, what no. big worries you have in life. God bless you. I mean, kitana tension in my life. Man. And actually, you not believe the time that I'm just struggling with it. Kya karun? Yaha jaun, yaha jaun, you know, and yeah. it's such a difficult decision for me. That is my the biggest question I have to see 10 o'clock in the night. Kaha pe, kis, kis ka message bhi, uska message bhi, abhi, kya karun? So, any time you feel like, oh my God, I'm too timing to go. I mean, both of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a double day. Undoubtedly. So, where do you love to run? So I live on the race course virtually. So race course is my place to go, but Malabar Hill, probably long runs, uh, typically starts at NCPA. So these are the few locations. Uh, at times we go the offbeat route, run at the oval. Uh, Sunday running towards Regal and Gateway and the Taj area is amazingly beautiful. But the problem is that since most runners are now there, there is no water supply mm-hmm. by striders. By this and they are able to put that over there, that will be great. So uh, these are my normal, the pedal road is a normal one. So the Striders group, I mean, that's what you 
came up in full swing on the 15th or 16th kilometer and from there on I had to go to 42 mm-hmm. when I finished my run which took awfully long by far the longest I've taken ever uh, I still remember I could see the finish line 300 meters ahead of me mm-hmm. every runner who was crossing said hey it's just there cross it over but I was frozen I, every step I was taking it was cramping and I could see my brother and my bhavi in the stand saying come on mother why, why are you not coming why are you not coming and I just I was like frozen looking at the finish line and I wasted almost another 4-5 minutes before I could actually make a move from there. Mm. It was very tough uh, but... Uh, you almost gave up, is it? I don't give up. Normally I don't give up. So runs and all once I'm there, quitting a run and not completing it, uh, I think that's one thing I've known about in my friend. You know, so we used to do those practice long runs. A lot of my guys will not, friends will not feel good and they'll say, okay, we'll take a cab and we're going home. But if I've come with a plan that I want to do 25 kilometers, 30 kilometers, yeah, we'll I'll just do it. I'll walk. I'll waste so much time on the road. I'll probably sit and even, you know, do my nashta on the road. Do whatever is required, you know. But I will finish the whole mm. process and I'll go. I have memories of, I can I can count on fingertips when I really quit. Mm. And if it really starts yeah, hurting right, your body yeah. and stuff like and that, then I'll quit. You need to heat to that. Aspect. I need that to heat to that. But fatigue has never been a reason why I've quit a run. Mm. In that sense. But yes, you're right. In London, I did think of quitting uh, once or twice in the run. But you think of quitting in every run. Because, because I still remember uh, Boston, you know, there was one lady with a poster in her hand. And the poster said something very, very nice. I'm so very apt. I must put that across. She said, I hope guys you seriously are aware of the fact that you don't have to do all this. <laughs> I think it, okay. it, it's actually right, right? We, I mean, we don't have to do this. There's no reason for us right. to get into this. There's, there's no, no logic. logic. There's no logic. I mean, why would you do this? <laughs> so she, she, was, she was being very in the face in terms of communicating to us that there's no reason why you need to go through this mess. So uh, I think same stays for me also. Good runs. I think my New York run was very good once. I had just done a surgery. I went and ran, ran. Then I ran the whole 42 uninterrupted. I didn't stop once, technically. Oh, okay. So was that your best <coughs> Best timing had been Mumbai Marathon, okay. uh, which was uh, uh, only four hours and 17 minutes, but it came in a very different avatar, I feel. So there are version two of mine which are existing. Uh, version one was when I did that, and version two is what I do now. <laughs> because, and I can't relate to version one. The version two cannot relate to version right. one, because there I used to get, most of my runs used to be in 420s, mm-hmm. with 417 being the best, mm-hmm. but I didn't value them. I didn't even think I was fast enough. Probably I was even complaining, what is it, what is it, what is it, And now that I've started hitting fives and all, and probably, you know, one, one, four, forty-five, and after my couple of surgeries in my knee, I've, so my cadence has gone down. I value the version one, but it doesn't come, it's not meeting the version two of mine. But the fact that I'm still on the road is something which I should be blessed about, I should be excited about. Look, I was never going to win a marathon any which way, right? It's all relative existence. I like the fact that I'm still competing and I'm still running. Have you competed all the world meetings? I've just got one more to go. We're planning to do it in March 1st next year. Tokyo will be my last. And then I think I'll be done with my running part. <laughs> Are you into brands? Uh, do you think the shoe matters when you run? In- so I always thought, you know, institutions are overrated. Mm. It's the student that make a difference, right? Mm. That's why shoes are also in many ways overrated. <laughs> it's the runner that can make a difference. So there is that bit of alignment that is there. But I've done Adidas. I could not go beyond Adidas. Then I moved to Nike for a couple of uh, brands. A uh, couple of, you know, some categories of shoes, Nike 4, Nike 5 running shoes that used to come. Then I moved to uh, Brooks, then I got another couple of brands. Then I ended up buying, you know, Hoka. I think mm-hmm. it's, uh, so that's the one which I ran the last Boston Marathon with. Uh, you will not imagine, I carried Vaporfly as well as Hoka, both of them in my room. Mm-hmm. I didn't know which one to run with till the morning of my run. <laughs> okay, that Finally, I got up in the morning, I wore both of those shoes. 
I ran in my room a little bit of jogging and I'm saying ye bharna chahiye is bharna chahiye so that is the level of madness that you get and then finally I opted for hookah because I feared injury hookah ones are far more stable shoe have you got any eureka moments when you run because some people say that it's almost like meditation of course your subconscious kind of kicks in in the sense you've also been credited with many innovative Campaigns and that ICICI has come up with Lombard. So, I'll tell you, with that context, the current place where I'm working, I'm part of ICICI Lombard team. We are into wellness. We are into yes, health. Yes, that's what we want to see a much more secured uh, and much more healthy. Nibhai Vada was Nibhai Vada is our the brand campaign promise for us, and then we have hashtag do the difficult. Do the difficult. Yes, where we say that it's not. I mean, all of us know doing workout, staying fit can give you a much better, happier life. But uh, it's not easy to do all this, right? It requires some bit of commitment. So, well, I mean, if you really stretch it, I can give myself credit that at least I am good. But only thing is, it's not that I had fitness as a target which made me do all this. I had a love for these things. No, probably it's keeping me fit. So th- right. this, is, this is a bit so of a circle. So, in terms of you know the hashtag of do the difficult. You got to get up and do that difficult thing. Yeah, you like, got to go. And, what is your difficult thing? Would you still do you grapple with that so still? My, or uh, yeah, yeah. So I think for me, so I have a problem, right? That's why I keep getting injured. It's not that I'm aware of it. And the times when I get up in the morning and I was few years back was not able to even put my shorts properly because there will be cramps, there will be some challenge that I'll have, okay. and uh, I will end up being even late to the race course in terms of timing because I would I would really struggle. Uh, so the fact that I've hanged in despite of multiple injuries and medical condition that I've had. Maybe if I have to stretch my luck and say yes, that's a good part of it. That because there are enough reasons for me to not pursue this activity because of the injuries that I have. Right. And I have been, I have been really on a regular basis tormented with injury. Today also, when I go and play, uh, I am always experiencing a total foot injury. That is the level of, and all my injuries have happened while playing only in action. But no tennis elbow as of now. Ah, good question. No, no, I have not got tennis elbow, but that's good. Uh, that's good. So far, so good on that. Yes. How did you begin to really enjoy tennis as well? Tennis, when I started, was just because I picked up a membership which I thought I paid out of my nose at that point of time. <laughs> I wanted to play that sport, which is the most. Uh, you were playing table tennis. Then. I was playing table tennis, and it was the most expensive sport. They give you tennis ball, but you know the beauty about tennis as a sport. Uh, in many ways, you can play it pretty, pretty old, right? I, mm-hmm. I've seen people at seventy-five years plus age also playing tennis in our. Uh, you can come and play doubles, knock, uh, knock few balls around. But my motivation. excellent tennis is two years i was losing every day but i was still not having any mentality which made me look like a loser uh, you had an opponent as i had an opponent yes i had an opponent a 6 <laughs> year old man who used to any score line he'll come back and make me lose the match you know from a 4-0 i will say today i will nail him and then i'll lose it was crazy it was very frustrating it was mm-hmm. very annoying but i would again get up and those were the days i used to play five days six days a week tennis but eventually apart from running you would So, because the tennis started before running. Okay. Uh, first four, three or four years, I did this only tennis, and yeah. then uh, running came in. Then I used to for seven years. One morning I'll run, next morning I'll play tennis, mm-hmm. and I'll get up at five o'clock every morning. You love watching tennis matches? Oh, obsessed. <laughs> Each obsessed. and every one. Whenever I can, I get a chance. I'll watch. I've, I mean, to think of it, I watched Federer's game with uh, Chorik uh, right. yesterday, yesterday, and it was it a was game which was like, good, yeah. oh man, it was outstanding. <laughs> it's a treat to watch. It's a treat Federer. to watch. Or yeah. it's a treat to watch Federer. Because I know I'm, a, I'm a bit of a Nadal fan. Really? Okay. Then. I, I, I should love yeah, Federer, the but the guy keeps, but the guy keeps winning. I'm tired of one person winning for so long. <laughs> so once you're trained to run, did your tennis also get better? Hundred and ten percent. I think stamina changed. Right. Tennis uses different muscles. Running uses different muscles. Okay. But your endurance, your heart is the right. same for both. So the tennis is more sprint driven, while this is long duration of you know endurance building. So they're technically very different uh, requirement, but in some way they are connected because you can. Uh, so my desire, one of the things which probably I didn't say, but I can say now is that uh, when I really took running tennis, I used to get tired playing. I used to top after one one and a half hours of tennis. I wanted to reach a level in tennis where I'll quit, not because I'm tired, because I'm done playing with how much I wanted to play. <laughs> so that is where one of the desire came in. That man, three hundred hilna chahiye, three hundred hilna chahiye mujhe. Uske baad I should move out of the court. But if I'm getting tired physically and then I'm moving out, means I'm not not just in. My 
my heart says play more but my mind says you can't because you're done mm. physically you are done mm. so that was one thing which also propelled me to tennis and whom do you like playing with who's your so this one uh, a very very good question so there was a friend of mine saurabh dalmia who was a brilliant player uh, he moved to canada uh, he was there for almost 8 9 years and that period only i moved back i, I kind of moved more into running mm. and he came back after 8 9 <laughs> years and now he's become my fulcrum in terms of <laughs> pushing me back into tennis and i really really enjoy playing with him i think he is the reason why one of the movies that came up just two ladies dangal dangal na to humko wo dangal batao dono sath mein itne sisters pehle pehle se hum log ko bola jata tha ki hamare aage matlab you know tennis ke dangal wale log aage dono always together in that sense so he became the, he is my main guy with whom i and both of us enjoy playing singles i am not a much of a doubles player i like playing singles because it's much more physically and i don't want to play a sport where i can't be drenched in sweat you know and how uh, similar and dissimilar would you say running and tennis is well both are in many ways of physical sports right. uh, they are all impact sports that's mm-hmm. how that's the tough part of it uh, i wish one of them was non impact where you're pounding your feet on the ground uh, whether hard court or on the road or in a at a race course <laughs> that's the commonality so you know for a runner swimming is ultimate cross training Right. For tennis, also swimming is a good cross-training mm-hmm. activity. I do swim once in a while. It's not mm-hmm. that I don't, but to physically go through this process, when I had my first meniscus tear, I went to the doctor and I said, "This is what I've been doing: playing tennis and running." He said, "Seven years ago, you were very lucky. You should have got injured a long time back. Mm-hmm. Severely. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, there were injuries in that whole period. So, so both of them are different activities, but there is a bit of a cardio involved in both of them, which is the good part of it." Is this a famous move of yours, a signature move of Sanjeev Mantri? Uh, <laughs> running, tennis. running. I think I'm I'm good running, uh, doing intervals probably relatively then long duration runs. Uh, okay. I love that as an activity. In tennis, my strength will be my forehand, which forehand. is what it is for most of them. But <laughs> right. I think I have a reasonably good forehand, and okay. my area of improvement, which is a bigger area of interest to me, is my backhand. backhand. I play single hand backhand. Amount of YouTube videos I've seen to learn <laughs> and get the technique right on backhand. I'm fairly obsessed about it. Uh, I also had a coach and took few sessions with him also to mm-hmm. work on my second serve and my backhand. Mm-hmm. I have a long way to go on that. <laughs> so this love of yours goes into you know you love all the running tennis. It goes on to your passion for work and then the pa- the work also feeds into this. I would say reasonably passionate about my work. There's no doubt about it. Yes. My I make a I make a living out of it. Right? I can do all of this what I'm doing because I'm at this place working and it's a blessed life in many ways. Uh, and uh, I would not give it away for anything. And if it's feeding into that life of mine, why would I play with this? I'm fairly relaxed about the fact that this activity you know uh, is running in. Parallel and smooth ways. So, mm-hmm. and this question does come up several times, Anna. That how do you manage it? Honestly speaking, I don't think there's too much of credit that I can take as to how I manage it. It's coming in a very natural way. Mm-hmm. I remember my department change in ICICI Bank, and when I went to the new department, some of the colleagues I was talking to said, "Ki boss, your department mein aapko ye sab band karna padega. Running, running ka time nahi milega." Mm-hmm. Main kaha, "Why you have five o'clock morning meetings over? I mean, why will I not get to do mm-hmm. my activity?" He said, "This is very hectic, high pressure job." I said, "But jo bhi hai, but do you guys meet at five in the morning?" Mm-hmm. He said no. I said then I do this at five o'clock in the morning. Now how will it take away what I want to do with with this? So I think most of them, you know, people who love sleeping, irrespective of how much busy time they have, they have enough time to sleep, right? They take out time to right. sleep because they like doing it. Uh, people who love music, they do it. But yes, I I agree with you that uh, there are a lot of guys who I meet and they say that they love doing this, they love painting, but they don't end up doing painting because the time never mills right. up. So they, So that my analysis is that time name will be because you are not that obsessive about it. Now towards the conclusion of this, I'll like to ask you, what does success mean to you? So, so it's very difficult. You know, I have this example I keep talking about every now and then. It is so relative. It was an article which came in Times of India, and it was Rahul Dravid who wrote that article. Right. Where he had gone for an under-nineteen camp in uh, Bangalore, mm. and there's some twenty players playing over there, and he felt that all of those twenty players were better mm. than what he was when he was of their age. Right. They had such technique, they had so much of you know access to so much of equipment, so much of facilities and stuff like that. He said they are amazing. I was like very very blessed to see this twenty uh, uh, players. But in that article itself, it went on to write that you know probably out of these twenty players, maybe one will play for India. Mm. Two or three of them will play Ranji Trophy. Mm-hmm. 
Many of them will not even pursue cricket after the camp. So that's the way it is. Like bunch of people equally talented, all of them so sound, but some will end up being there. Now it's unfair to say the guy who played for India is the only successful guy. It would be such. It would be so wrong. But that's the way people will judge it, right? For me, I think that's the best way I can define success. Is each one to his own self. If you are able to uh, manage your life well, if you're able to make an impact to your family, I mean, look, I don't know how far I'll end up being where I where I am. You know, I don't even know whether I'm successful. Right? There are people who may have been technically not sitting in a position like mine, mm-hmm. but maybe leading a life which is far more better in terms of quality as well as many other parameters that they live in. I'm very wary of being told that I'm successful because. I am firmly of the belief that I am part of a process. I am part mm-hmm. of a design, mm-hmm. which uh, obviously I want to serve well. I want to do well, but it will be tough to give myself too much credit on this. I can give myself credit in terms of what I am going through personally, in terms of what I am doing and stuff like it. Uh, and a lot of it is circumstantial. You know, the, the fact that you know, Sunil has thought of interviewing me. For whatever reason it is, I'm able to tell my story. But every time I'm going to a room where I'm talking to the team of young guys or wherever it is, you know, uh, if I ask them the stories, each one of them has a story which is very compelling. I'm lucky I'm giving an, I'm getting an opportunity through you or whoever else who is kind of getting interested in me. It's it's a blessing, right? But there are also circumstances. We have seen the highs and lows of existence. I I, I don't know. I want to see Sanjeev live, and I think now you said it very right. You know, without titles, without uh, without the chair that I'm part of. Mm-hmm. If I call my set of people and they'll react in a similar way, then probably yes, I have invested in them and they've invested in me. Mm-hmm. And today also probably those set of people that I can count on my hand, and there was someone else in this position before me. There will be someone else after me. So it's a it's a journey. It's a journey. Okay, so when you look back at your journey, is there something that amazes you about yourself <coughs> the most? That my God, I did this. So I told you my childhood was fairly right. average, uh, but I was a very happy kid. Right. In my whole of my school life, I never got a single conduct, good conduct, or a monitor of class, or you know whatever the badges. <laughs> my my tie used to be without any holes and. I had a sister who used to have four four patches. I remember taking a tie into my room, locking my door, putting those out, and putting on my tie. See, Sanjeev, you like that? Because I match me, no? I used to keep. Look, uh, I used to also get angry with her because the moment we used to three three of us, me, my brother, my brother was also like me, fortunately. Uh, so we used to, you know, say because of you, we will get some act of violence will happen against us. Because saying, "Sabko jisko milta, jinko kuch nahi milta," and there's so much of confidence of not getting anything. That once in these awards, you know, used to give in the assembly, mm-hmm. class monitor. I mean, I was in a Catholic uh, structure where right. you know it was Saint Mary's was my school over there. So they will announce. So once when this award was given, my name was announced. I was in seventh standard, if I'm not mistaken. And I have to tension. I mean, now these awards are there. Now they are going to give me a name. They are going to punishment. They are not time. They are not coming. They are not coming. They are calling me. So my my guy behind me pushed me. Sit down. Name. Go. ंगलोलीफिकेटली <laughs> <laughs> attended every single day of the school and you're getting that certificate so that kind of pretty much encapsulates uh, my existence but to really think but that is also an achievement i mean being present every single day <laughs> yeah but the problem is if you stay at home there's a problem so you might as well go to school and have uh, some relief over there i don't know there's, there's not much i'm amazed about this but there's so much more i'm excited about it i'm so I'm able to. I think I'm in a position where I can impact few lives. I can make a difference in someone's life because I have the probably little bit of financial capability and all of that. So if I always keep thinking, I can do something which I want to do. Probably, you know, I would love to seriously channelize a bit of uh, my whatever I have, little bit, you know, in terms of much more fruitful to help. Probably, you know, few people here and there, and money I can give. But if the day I'm able to give time. That's a difficult part. You know, that's yeah, what time it is. is also, if, yeah. So, but if I'm obsessive or not, going by what I was saying, I'll actually you end up doing it. it. Another thing I feel is I'm comfortable talking about what I want to do. I want to do this marathon. I want to do this, and I keep telling a lot of people. You know, whoever I meet, may karo, may karo. I think it's a way to to socialize your thought. You actually create enough pressure to make it happen. So this process is on. In a way, I'm telling you, this is what I want to do. I have not been successful because not become part of my priority to that extent. I can blame. I can find a hundred reasons to not make it happen, but 
if I choose to have enough reason to make it happen. But in terms of corporate cultures also, I mean, there are leaders and then, you know, you are a leader. There's a team that looks up to you. Would you say that this whole persona that you have in terms of a leader also professionally, mm-hmm. uh, as well as your passions in life, have they also inspired? Well, I don't think executive director has anything to do with my existence in that sense. That's a designation that has right. come my way because of where I'm sitting. But do people look up to me? I'm not, I'm not too sure about it. But I'm sure some of them do because we interact so much more with each other. Do I want to make a difference? I, I can tell you one thing for sure that uh, the team members that I work with or I relate to aren't genuinely interested in the well-being. To that extent, I think I'm, I'm there for my team. There's no confusion in my mind on that because someone helped me when I was growing, right? And I'm willing to live with honorable, you know, honest mistakes that comes in way. I want to support them. I'm a firm believer that life should give you a second chance. It cannot happen that you get one chance and you're done invested because uh, we all have got multiple chances. Right? We've been lucky now because we have had bosses, family, parents, all of them who are willing to give us second chance. Mm-hmm. So to me, that second chance is a very critical way of survival. I wouldn't have been where I am in many ways if lot many of them wouldn't have tolerated me. I did mistakes. I did serious mistakes. Right. They could have sacked me. They mm-hmm. could have told, uh, you're of no good. But they gave me the confidence when you can do it. I think we need to do that. Anyway, I find the young kids who are joining now a lot more smarter mm-hmm. than what I was when. It's a fact. Generation mm-hmm. gap is a reality. Look at the number of opportunities that they had. I was talking about, you know, science, commerce, arts. Arts for the first, commerce for average, below average kids and science for brilliant people. That was the way I had grown up in my life. My daughter, she said she'll take commerce without accounts. I could not understand. I said, what is commerce without accounts? <laughs> she said, no, I will take commerce without accounts. And I was somewhere overseas that time. And I said, yeah, beta, I said, hota hai kya? She said, hota hai. Now, now she wants to do fashion, uh, communication. I said, I know fashion. Malum hai. Communication moment, but if fashion communication and that I find is a tough part of it. I was telling those young kids, you know, don't be so sure of what you want to be because there's so much more to be explored. And yeah, but you know, if, they, if unless you're a Pete Sampras, I think, unless you're a Pete Sampras, you actually <laughs> know, years. Uh, seven years, maybe you know, they have some other racket, and you know, this is what yeah, I want to do. I agree with you. So, I'll conclude this with this last question What would you like to keep alive in you? Clearly, the uh, activities that I do, you know, uh, I, I, you know, so in terms of whatever sporting activity and all of that stuff that I'm doing, I want to say that it's not for increasing number of lives. You know, I want to probably number of years in my life. I want to add life to my years in that sense. So whatever period I have, I want to stay excited. I want to say stay involved. I would love to be relevant in whichever activity. So if I'm going on the tennis court. Uh, I definitely want the best of the best place to say a Sanjeev ke sath khel sakte. It's, it's quite uh, ironical but uh, throughout my school, college or whatever it is, that period, my best friend used to be effectively one of the brightest guys uh, mm-hmm. in the class. You know, so they, would, they would be my... And obviously when I said this, it's not one side that I feel I am his friend, he will feel <laughs> the other way. We live a life together virtually, you know. Right. I would love to be probably, you know, aspiring to do things uh, in a better way. There's a lot to be there in terms of being a better human being. There are obviously huge gaps which exist between what I could be ideally with where I am. But in the end, it's a journey. Sometimes you get lessons which makes you moderate. Sometimes you really don't accept it and say ki do it. But, uh, but I would love to have one run where, you know, where I'm able to understand life without titles. That is where, uh, that's where I'll have a distilled, and a fair amount of distilled, you know, in terms of who's there, who's not there. So, but thank you so much. I think thank it you was so much great, for your time, uh, connecting. And as I said, uh, lucky to have a chance where you've come all the way and you've spent so I'm much so time. I'm so glad you that. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing because it's always very humbling when you have someone who's so keen to know what you're doing. Because I don't know, there's no reason I feel uh, in that sense. So I'm really humbled. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. All the best. Thank you. Welcome to CXO Fun Facts. My pleasure talking to you, Sanjeev. Okay, so these are a series of just fun questions. Hopefully you have fun answering them and they're supposed to be rapid. Okay. Uh, we begin with the, my most favorite cliched question. Your favorite color? Blue. Blue, okay. Everything in my life has been blue, blue and blue. There's a lot of <laughs> money being put on me that if I go shopping, 
will someone else probably something will induce me to buy some different color but it's all about shades of blue now uh okay what are your favorite things that you can't perhaps do without i think i have a ocd issue i think that's <laughs> that's one thing we'll talk about i'm i'm quite finicky in terms of cleanliness and stuff like that uh, mm-hmm. but uh, what i love doing i think i spoke about it very in very small words that i love anything related to sports so i play i watch No, are there some gadgets or something that you can't? I mean, that really gadgets. Is. So if you ask my wife, she'll say yes. Of course, you're obsessed with mobile, but I'm not. You know, I can <laughs> I can leave all of it. Uh, nowadays, you can do without your kidney at times, but mobile is a more, <laughs> much more critical thing. But so I'm not obsessed with anything. Uh, I am pretty much inclined to things which can make me have fun. So I like, like you know, if, uh, if I can watch movies which can give me, you know, like I said, some bit of a time to laugh around. I don't mind it. I don't mind watching a thriller. I watch Narcos, the uh, serial, which uh, which kind of I felt was a very exciting one, and anything which is a story which is of a of a true nature, you know, absolute fiction. Yeah. I'm still sure. saying true life story. Like someone you know, you can uh, connect to it. I can connect to it. So I mean, I'm not saying that course was actually inspirational in that sense, <laughs> but yes, some there was someone who was so obsessive about a particular thing. You said risky. Are you risk averse? I mean, I mean, you're an insurer. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I like to manage my risk. I will not say I'm risk averse, but I would say yes, I'm reasonably cautious. So if you tell me that let's get into the wild without understanding where it is, maybe I'm not the right guy. Maybe okay. I'm not. In my mind, calculated risk you need to take. So what is your biggest fear then? I fear that a point of time when I end up not being physically active. I actually don't want to really prolong my existence. I mean, right. I'm very, I'm very clear about it. I don't want to. But, So look, I can't control any of these aspects, but frankly speaking, so you know, I really no, I'm not keen to lie in the bed and really live the rest of my life. I don't want to do that. But if it's if I don't have a choice, I don't have a choice. But I really want to be active till my last day. Uh, do you like food? Reasonably foodie. Reasonably, I think most of these, most of you don't like food. <laughs> so I'm not as obsessive about food as I used to be. And you know, so as a kid, my desire was to go to good restaurants, hotels, and eat food, right? Uh, I still remember my my dad and all of them used to come here. I used to tell them that if you're there at Obera, you used to be called Obera at that time. I used to go and call me for the buffet lunch, and I really want to go and eat those sweets. So that spread, I would not eat any food. All of that stuff I've gone through very extensively. I have loved it, but I think as in life, when the access to these things increases, the value of it goes down. So I don't really cherish that anymore. I mean, you can ask my colleagues probably. Most of the local places where I'll go, probably I'll go home and eat now. Okay, if you could pick an opponent, okay, to play with, whom you could learn from? It could be any duel. So initially, when I started playing there, I went through my ups and downs, and uh, there was one person who was almost sixty plus in his age. In in those days, now he will be seventy plus, uh, whom I played every morning for almost one and a half two years, mm-hmm. and every morning I used to go and play him mm-hmm. and lose to him mm-hmm. uh, miserably at times, and sometimes I'll probably give him a five, but still I'll still lose to him. I would be four zero up, and I'll still probably lose to him. Uh, but uh, it was amazing, at least in those days. In hindsight, I feel to go every morning motivate myself and say, "Keep on just go around like that." Of course, eventually I did. I would now probably in hindsight say, "Yes, I, I had the probably ability to hang in a bit longer than I." Any book that you would recommend? Book. Uh, so I liked uh, Andrew Agassi. Book open. open. I think it's been a. It was a brilliant book. Uh, I like the Belgians in him. Okay, a teacher you haven't forgotten, and why? Oh yeah, my maths professor, W professor in Sydney College. You know, very unique way. You could unnerve. By and large, I was the one who would avoid teachers, and teachers would avoid me because of very good reasons with each one of them. And uh, <laughs> but in this case, this W professor had this ability where he'll ask you a question. He'll say, "I'm giving you five seconds." Mm-hmm. He'll count. He'll throw a chalk on your face, and he'll say, "Now you can get out of the class." So that's the way it used to work. So I have somehow not forgotten him. This was since our college times. If you enter the class a bit late, he'll say you have 30 seconds to find a seat, and if you keep looking around, he'll say you have 30 seconds. Over now, you get out. So so he was a he had a very strange way of throwing you out of the class. But very sharp, very good professor. One of the known guys in my Sydney days, and I think went on to head that college also. So a lot of respect for him as a teacher. What is one punishment you haven't forgotten? <laughs> I feel that you you must have been the recipient to quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> so punishment was you you absolutely right, Sunana. So I've been punished several times. Right? There's been occasions when I was both parents, uh, teachers, everyone. Everybody, everybody. I mean, they've been very consistent with me on this, honestly. So mm-hmm. there is not even a single set of I call them the supremes, you know, who were there in my life who wouldn't have punished me, right? Even relatives would have. So, so there was, there is, but 
the one which i remember is uh, diwali used to be very critical even for me uh, as a person and i used to uh, i used to love bursting crackers right? mm-hmm. it was like an obsession how much can i get from my dad to probably do a very small thing and after bursting the crackers next day morning the leftovers of the crackers were the ones i used to pick up like a rack picker over there okay. and again pick up the gun powder from that mm-hmm. and collect it and again try to do multiple things which i could so uh, in this i had another friend of mine who joined hands was very senior to me probably 12 temple years he said he used to encourage me to come out with this stuff uh, so once i collected a lot of stuff whole morning or two three like a scavenger right roaming around trying to pick up stuff and all of that and i said i've got so much stuff he said let's go and do something in the balcony so i went in the balcony and we tried bursting that particular thing it didn't work there was no noise there was no explosion that happened then he said why don't you go and figure out why there is nothing happening mm-hmm. i said nahi it will be there is fire over there hopefully mm-hmm. it will get so that's where my risk management stroke aversion came in so he said bah darta hai and he went there and tried touching the moment he touched it blasted oh. it just went boom and you know and he had his hand burnt fully and only thing he did when he was running down that he said sanju ne mera haath jala diya and i said i'm like just looking there around and seeing what did i do mera maine kya kiya i mean i would like and he ran down he stood on the first floor i was on the ground floor and he came running down and in absolute panic in you know, the small quarter that we used to live in my mom came out he said that sanju ne mera haath jala diya and my mom caught hold of me and i think she converted me into a pulp only <laughs> that was a level of bashing i got now uh, can you tell us three facts about yourself which mean <coughs> unknown facts i think i trust people very easily Fairly emotional as a person, I think I would say. In a way, I think I can laugh and cry easily in that sense. In fact, to put things in perspective. And if you ask me third thing in terms of where it is, uh, I would I would like to be as light as possible in my existence. I I don't like taking myself seriously for sure. Mm-hmm. I certainly don't like to see things revolving around me as an individual. If there's something that you would want to ensure for yourself, what would that be? Yeah. I think that's very easy, sir. It's my no, not health or anything. No, 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 not say. health. Okay. No, it's I want to ensure that I will play till I live. <laughs> okay, that's an easy one for me. There's no other way. play. Yeah, it's all about play. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no confusion on that. Great. Yes. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Right now at Kohl's, take an extra 25% off top active brands including Under Armour for her. Get Nike shoes for the family 4875 and under and save on Levi's denim for the family. Plus, get limited contact store drive up and get even more for your wallet with Kohl's cash. Shop Kohl's and kohls.com. 25% off Under Armour on August 9th. Nike ends August 8th. Levi's sale ends August 30th. Offers and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details.